I haven't either, but it's a lot of effort. You know, even, you may not even know this, but my friend Dustin, he even worked till 5 o'clock this morning, then he came and led worship, so that's kind of a big deal. So I went to bed at 8.30 and and got up at 8 this morning, so (laughs) I feel pretty good, actually. But anyways, um, today I want to share with you on a subject that um, that I think God has just been stirring in my own heart here just recently. And it's to stir myself up and, and to not forget uh, the things that God has spoken to me and, and told me to do in my life and just callings and giftings and all these kinds of things that, that God has placed in me that I tend to forget about. And how many of y'all have trouble with remembering things? How many of y'all use Siri a lot? You know, she, she can remind you to go somewhere, be somewhere, do something, buy something, pick something up. You forget something at the grocery store. You forget where your glasses are at and they're on top of your head. And, uh, you know, you forget all these things on a daily basis that, that are simple things. But we just tend to forget as people in general, not even as Christians, but just as people. We forget things every day. I'll, a lot of times I'll, be, I'll uh, be working on a project at home or something. And uh, I'll be going to, the, to my truck or wherever to the toolbox to get a tool. And it's like from me to that back wall to the toolbox, and I done forgot what I went to get. <laughs> like 30 steps maybe. And Anyway, so my point is is we tend to forget things that, that are simple every day. So how much more could we possibly forget things that, that God has spoken to us maybe years ago, maybe uh, minutes ago, who, who knows how long ago it was, that we just forget things in our life. And it's, it's a common thing. You're not alone that you forget and your memory, um, you, you know, you get tired. You tend to forget things when you're tired. All kinds of reasons that we forget things in our life. But if you have your Bibles, I want to start in James chapter 1 and in verse 22 through 25 or whatever kind of device you're using. And this, this is a well-known verse that, that I think I've even looked over in my own life a lot. I've read it. The book of James is probably one of my most favorite books in the Bible, and I've overlooked even some of the things that I'm going to share with you today for, a, uh, for many years that, I, that I've studied. Again, I just go back to, to James a lot because it just speaks to me. I'm waiting to, to meet James in heaven. I'm, he's, we're probably going to be friends. Hopefully my house is beside his or across the street at least and um, get to be with him for eternity and all of you as well. So anyways, in James chapter 1, verse 22, and by the way, we want to welcome anybody on Facebook or whatever they stream this to, to, to on the internet, that we want to welcome you and thank you for being here. Sorry you couldn't make it. I'm sure the weather, things stopped you. But James chapter 1, verse 22, he says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. He says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful here, there's that word forgetful, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. He says here, he's comparing a spiritual thing to, or a natural thing to a spiritual thing here, that when we go to a mirror at our house, how many of you get up and look in the mirror the first thing in the morning? Uh, probably all of you do. I don't. About once a week, about what I do. But we look in the mirror and... For us to forget what we look like would be a pretty big deal. That means I probably haven't looked in the mirror in maybe years, probably at least a year, because in a year's time we change quite a bit. 
uh, five years, we've changed a lot. Just look at your, your high school pictures. You can tell you've changed. I promise you, you've changed. And for us to forget what we look like, and it means we haven't looked in the mirror in, in a long time. And for us to forget what God has even told us to do, His calling on our life, whatever it may be for you, means I haven't looked into it. It means I haven't sought God in a while on this subject. You may be seeking God and, and, and loving God and all these kinds of things, but on this particular subject in your life, you, you may have maybe pushed it under the rug because I had a lot going on in life right now, so I'm just going to kind of wait till later to, to do that, and, and I'll just pick it up you know, later in life. And I even made the statement uh, to, to my dad uh, about a month ago that I wasn't trying to, I was just not going to try to preach right now for a while, and I was just going to kind of give myself a few months, and then I'll get back to doing it a little more and that kind of thing. And then I got this email uh, about two weeks ago from this church that I had emailed. I emailed churches um, that are affiliated with the Bible college I attended to see if they need somebody to fill in for them. Anyways, I had emailed them back in September, and I completely forgot I even sent the email. I just I went and sent a couple of them, and now they're asking me to come, and, and I don't know if I want to do it now. I've kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I don't know what kind of people these are. I don't know what I'm getting into. But anyways, I forgot. I just, man, I was seeking God in September, obviously, and I was trying to get places to go preach, and I was trying to do all these things and stirring myself up. And then five months later, whatever it was, I've, I'm, I wasn't that interested in it anymore. And, you know, just busyness and things in life have, have done that to me. And not all, necessarily all bad things. But now I emailed them back and said, yeah, I'll, I'll come whenever, you know, whenever you're ready for me to come. Or uh, it'll probably just be a one-time deal. That's usually how it works with me. I usually say so many offensive things that they don't ask me back. But so I'll endure one time if they can. But the point is, is I forget things like that. And I forget what I'm called to do, even in a job search. You can forget what your, what your true calling is in life and, and forget what you're really supposed to be doing with this life. The Bible says that we weren't, this isn't my life. I was bought at a price. And the price was a big price. You know, Jesus died for you. He said there's no greater love than this that a man would lay down his life for his friend. And that's how valuable my life is. And that's how much I need to be finding out what God wants me to do, where he wants me to do it, when he wants me to do it. And in James chapter 1, verse 24, he says, For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets. Immediately. Now, most of us don't forget what we look like immediately. We have an idea. You know, if I see myself on Facebook, I'm not going to be wondering, is that me on, on there? I don't have Facebook, but some people post me on Facebook for different reasons. And I found out that I've been on there a lot lately through my sister. But you don't forget what you look like. It don't happen. And the reason you don't forget what you look like. We don't forget because we're always stirring ourselves up and we're always looking into that mirror. And that's what it's like. That's what he's comparing this to a spiritual thing. That he's simply saying, if I keep looking into God's will for my life, if I keep studying the Word of God, if I keep seeking God, if I keep asking, and if I keep knocking, the door will be opened unto me. And the reason we're not stirred up, the reason we're stirred up, we're not doing these things that are necessary to, to motivate us, to, to remind us even. And we just simply forget. It's not a, again, it's not a condemning thing. 
But we just simply forget what God has spoken to us in our lives. And, and in 2 Timothy chapter 1, if you have, again, if you have your Bibles, and verse 6, he talks about this. He talks about stirring... of what God has, has spoken to us and what he's told us to do in our lives because we just forget. We get busy again with life and, and we, we tend to, to just get unmotivated, if you will, to do those things in our life. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He said, therefore, I remind you to stir up this gift that's in you. And how many of you know this is pretty simple? You don't need to be reminded of something that you already know, that you remember. You need to be reminded of things that, that you forgot about. That's the things you need to... And I want to give you some scenarios of reasons you've forgotten and, and things that you... The, the, the possibilities of the, that it's caused, you know, things that have caused this in our lives and things that have caused it in my own life, and in my own life, one of the things that that caused me to even back up from some of the things of God and, and not even want to go to church for a, a period of time, even though I kept attending, but I didn't want to. I didn't have the desire to. One of the things that happened to me is that there was this job opportunity. It was about four years ago that these people called me and wanted me to come come to work for them, and I knew the people, and I was already affiliated with them to a degree, but what happened is um, I prayed about it, and honestly, I don't know if I heard God or if I didn't. Uh, it was one of those things that I wasn't sure about. And so I stepped out and did it, and I moved and did all these things that were necessary to, to take on this job. But what happened is I took it, and again, I knew these people pretty well. It wasn't strangers or anything like that. And about two months, approximately 60 days into this job, I, I just knew I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I shouldn't have done this, and, and it was God speaking to me even. I knew that I just made a mistake. And it didn't make sense to me because, again, I knew these people. They were good people um, from what I knew, and, and it just I just knew it wasn't right. It's like you ever took a shower with your socks on? It just don't feel right. <laughs> Something ain't right about this. <laughs> and anyways... I've never done that, but I have the comparison in my head. That's what it felt like to me at that point whenever I stepped into that, and it was just like, this ain't it. This ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not it. Anyways, make a long story short, I made a commitment to them to, to be there for a year. They asked me for a one-year commitment. I didn't have to write it down on paper or anything. They just asked me verbally. So I said, yeah, I'll be here for a year and, and all that kind of thing. So I ended up staying 18 months, but... Here's what happened to me in that 18 months. It caused a lot of setbacks with me spiritually because of some of the influences I had around me, some of the things that were just happening in that work environment, and some of the things that just just went contrary to what I believed and things that I, I knew were wrong. I wasn't participating in them necessarily, but I was just so heavily influenced with these things because when you're at work, you're at work. We, this job required 15 hours a day sometimes. So sometimes I was there 15 hours a day. Sometimes it was eight hours a day. But I was influenced by this, and, and I knew I should have never been there. 
and what I'm saying all that to say this, it caused me to back up from the things of God for a period of time in my life, and it caused me even to be in a dark place in my heart and in my life because of uh, uh, a disappointment, uh, uh, something that I, even though I made the mistake and, and made a decision that I shouldn't have made or I should have made it differently, and I think that's what happens to a lot of you is what's happened in your life is, is caused you to back up and not to stir yourself up. You know, you had a disappointment. You had a, uh, a friend betray you. You had whatever. You had a divorce. Whatever it is that's happened to you, the Bible says in John 14, 1, to, not, to let not your heart be troubled. And that's something that we have to do. That's what some, one of the things that, that draws us back from the kingdom of God and draws us back from the things that we're called to do is we let our hearts get troubled. And it makes us uh, not want to be a part of church. It makes us not want to be a part of Christian people. And, and I even made this statement one time that I, was, I had a friend that wasn't a Christian and he still isn't today as far as I know. But I was justifying hanging out with them because I said, well, they have different viewpoints. You know, they see things differently than all of you Christians and, and all these kinds of things. And they do. Um, I'm, not calling, I'm not trying to stereotype anybody, but I'm just simply saying they don't just look at the Bible. They look at some natural things, you know, most, most of the time. Anyways, we do all these things in our life when we when we get frustrated, when we get hurt, when we get disappointed. We make all these things up in our mind that we justify. And in all that, that draws us back from the things of God. And that draws us back from not stirring ourselves up. And he said right here in verse 6, to, uh, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. And if I can forget to what kind of tool I'm going to get from here to the back of the room, I can surely forget a lot of things that God's spoken to me whenever I have problems hit me, even if they're self-inflicted problems, even if they're problems that I didn't anticipate, whatever the case may be. I promise you, you've forgotten some things. And one of the things that I, I used to sit in, I used to go to attend Bible college, one of the things that I, I dreamed about whenever I was there is I would be sitting there listening to the, the teachers teach and I would just think to myself, I want to do that one of these days. And I was just a student. Of course, I had to graduate and all these other things need to happen before that happens. But I was just dreaming about it. I was just thinking about it. I, don't, I, don't, I just wanted to do that. I wanted to teach people that were, that, you know, they were really hungry and there were people that really was there for, uh, you know, to really learn and they wanted to apply it to their life and they wanted to take it out and do things with it. Not, not that people at church aren't that way. But if you're if you're paying money to go somewhere, you're you're committed. You're pretty committed to to really to really soaking those things up. And I was I was just dreaming about it, and I'd think about it while they was speaking and while they was teaching and doing all these things. And that's one of the things that I've forgotten in my own life is I forgot that I wanted to do that. And it was just something that I have to stir up in myself, even though I may not be ready, it may not be the right timing. Lots of things may need to happen between now and then. But the point is, you need to dream about it right now, or it'll never happen in the future when it's supposed to happen. And that's why you have to constantly remind yourself and constantly bring things back to your remembrance. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring things to back to your remembrance. And we have to constantly stir ourselves up, or we'll just settle to the bottom. You know, it's like a, a glass of water. When I first moved to my house in Powderly, uh, I turned on the well. It hadn't been on in a couple of months, probably. It was The house was vacant. You could fill up a glass and it'd have that much dirt in the bottom of it. And um, anyways, it was just because it hadn't been used and, and I was starting to stir it up again and use it. And I got it all cleaned out and got all, those, all that taken care of. But the point is, is if you don't stir yourself up, there's only one place to go. 
and it's to settle to the bottom. And that's where you're going to end up, and you're going to be even more frustrated, and you're going to be even more disappointed and more angry at yourself and angry at God and whoever you can find to be mad at. You're going to be mad at them because of something that you have just forgot. You forgot how good God really was and because something bad happened to you. You forgot how much God really loved you. And that's what I was wanting to preach on today, but I didn't. So you you forget all these things. I haven't forgot about that. But we forget, and it's just a normal thing. I'm not condemning anybody for forgetting. But I'm simply saying that that we just got to keep seeking God and keep asking him, what are you showing me today? Where do you want me to go today? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to buy this card? Do you want me to buy this? Whatever the case may be, it's a constant thing. It's not something that you can just, just you know, haphazardly do it, just kind of half-hearted do it and and not really put any effort towards it. It's something that you have to constantly stir yourself up. And one of the other things, I I remember attending a conference. If you go to Luke chapter 5, if you have your Bibles, and I'll get over there in a minute. I remember going to a conference one time, and this this guy that that was speaking at the conference, he would get up, and he would never even look at his Bible, but he was reading scriptures like crazy. And he was just telling you what it said. He could probably had the New Testament pretty much memorized. And that was something, when I seen him doing that, I thought, I want to do that. I want. I don't know how he got there, but I'm sure he read the Bible a lot. I'm sure that was a part of the process. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that has to apply if you want to do that. But the point was, is I just see people doing things, and I want to do them too. And I have to do something in my heart and in my life to, to see myself get to where I want to be at in life. And it, it, it takes a lot of stirring up and a lot of um, seeking God and a lot of things that, that are just necessary things that, that you may not feel like doing all the time. And it may, you may not want to do it because you're just tired or you're bogged down with a lot of things that, that you're not supposed to be doing. And it's something that, that we again, we just forget about, and it's something that we need to stir ourselves up. And I'm, I've came here to remind you today that uh, you know, I feel like the Lord's speaking to me right now. That there's somebody here that's that's called to be a, a preacher or a pastor or a teacher, whatever uh, that, however that fits you. And you've you've not stirred that up in a while, and you've you've given up on it even because of whatever the case may be. It could be something different. Maybe you got hurt. Uh, maybe you got disappointed like I did, and you just gave up on it because what's the use? You think what's the use? Why should I even seek God if I'm going to get treated like that? Why should I even uh, you know, do what God tells me to do if people are going to do that to me. You know, God's saying to you right now that, that it ain't over. You still got breath in your lungs. It's not over yet. You still can get up. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs that a righteous man falls seven times. He falls seven times. The only way you can fall seven times is if you got up six other times. That's the only way you can fall. And that's what a righteous, that's just what we do. We just get up when problems hit us, when things happen to us. We just get up, and that's how you're going to stir yourself up. If you don't, if you don't get up, you're not going to be stirred up. And and we got to just continue in that, and continue in in what God has called us to do. But Luke chapter five, he says this in verse one. He says, "So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. I hope that's right, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them, and were washing their nets." Verse 3, he said, Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. 
So this is Jesus speaking here. But Simon said, Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, this is how I think he said it. I wasn't there, but I'm a little young for that. At your word, I will let down the net. Verse 6, And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. See, Simon, he, he was willing to, you know, let Jesus on his boat. And he was willing to go ahead and push out and let Jesus talk and preach to all these people. And he was willing to do all these things, you know, that Jesus was telling him to do. He just got on his boat and said, push out, and I'm going to preach to all these people. So Jesus was preaching on this on this boat back towards the land toward all these people. And Simon was cool with that. You know, that's cool. You're talking to all them. And, and then Jesus, after he gets done preaching, he turns and says to Simon, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to push out a little further and go fishing again. But when Simon, when, when Jesus started speaking to Simon, he quit speaking to the crowd, he had a little um, apprehension. He had a little drawback with him. He said, Lord, we we done this. We already done this all night. We done been fishing all night long. We done, we done tried this. I, I mean, I know you're God, and I know that you know a lot more than me, but look, I'm a fisherman, and you're not. Okay? And I'm sure he was thinking all these things. And anyways, of course, the scriptures tell us that Simon ended up going out and throwing the nets over, and then they had this great catch, and they had this big catch, and it was more than they had ever caught before or more than they caught in a while and had to signal some other people to come help them. And the point of this story is is that God is God has not forgotten about things that he's told you. He hasn't he hasn't you may have forgot, but God hasn't forgot. He said he was the same yesterday, today and forever. And we can argue with God and we can be like Simon and we can you know, you ever played that game Simon says and Jesus don't play Simon says. He plays his game, and you're going to get involved with it, or you're going to be out of the out of the deal. You're not going to be. You can't just do your own thing and ask God to bless it. You have to do what God's told you to do, and it will be blessed supernaturally. I promise you that. And the point is, so he did all this, and he obeyed God, and we see that he got blessed. But the first thing he did was he questioned God, and I don't know that that's wrong or, or sin or anything like that. I think it's a good thing to just ask God, you know. Is this really you? Because the Bible says in First John to, to try the spirits. Because we can hear things and it may not be God. And it may not be the Lord leading us and people can influence us and all these kinds of things can happen to you. And so the first thing we do is we ask God, Lord, I mean, are you sure this is you saying this? And this is just a process. And then once we find out it's God, well, then we just obey. And sometimes that's the hard part. The middle is always the hard part, it seems like to me. Uh, I, once I find out, and it's exciting to hear what God's saying to me, you know, if I go to a conference or even at church today, and you just hear God speaking to you, just like I, I shared a while ago, somebody in here was, was struggling with, with what they were struggling with, and now you feel good, and you feel energized, you feel ready to get out there and do it, and then you walk out the door, and you're like, well, how do I obey? What do I do now? And you're at loss for, for what to do, but what you do is you just do what he said. You don't have to know all the step one through ten. You don't. You're not going to get step one through ten whenever you. He's giving you step one, and you're you're not going to get step number two. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, that His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, if you're carrying a lantern around, if you've ever been in the woods looking for deer blood or something like that with a lantern, 
I've done that because I've got shot a few of them. But uh, you have to. Uh, there's there's a good word for you. But um, that lamp you can only see just a little ways out there with a the lamp with a lantern. You can see probably from me to maybe halfway back on this row with a lamp. You can't see all the way. You can just see a little ways. And the point is, is that's what God's like. He's going to give you step number one, and you're going to take step number one. And then he's going to give you step number two, and you're going to take it. And then he's going to give you step number three through ten, or whatever the case may be. And it, you're not going to get the next step until you take that first one. And that's what obedience is about. And after you start taking those steps, you're going to be blessed by God. That's what he said here. He questioned God. Then he obeyed God. And then he was blessed by God. His boat was filled he couldn't hold any more in his boat and it was something that the only god can do you know we can do our own thing we can do what we think is right in the eyes of people and and things like that but if it's not what god's told us to do and called us to do it's not going to work i promise you you might you can beat your head up against the wall all day long but if it's not what god told you to do and called you to do you're not going to succeed in it and you're not going to be happy doing it you know there's a lot of things i'm not really happy doing um and so I just try to avoid them when I really don't like to do something, when it's really something that, that I just hate, that makes me miserable. I'm not talking about, I don't like getting up and going to work. I'm not talking about that kind of thing, you know, <laughs> that's necessary. But I'm simply saying there's certain things in life that just make me miserable, and I just try to avoid those. And the reason that is is because it's not what God called me to do, and it's not what I'm supposed to be doing even in this season of life. And But I will tell you this, there's an instance about... 12 years ago, I had this, me and Dustin, actually, this is where we met, and Gabe and Amanda and, and all the Dale family, um, we met at a church in, in uh, Rattan, Oklahoma, which is where I'm from. Uh, not Rattan, but I'm from Oklahoma. But anyways, we, uh, I don't know why I clarified that, but anyways, we, maybe I don't like people in Rattan, I don't know. <laughs> I was attending this church, and man, I was seeking God, and and i just become a Christian kind of. I just started really attending church at this time. And I really felt like God spoke to me about this girl that was going to church there. And anyways, I was like, no, that ain't, I don't know. I don't know nothing about this. I don't know if this is God or if this is the devil or who this is. But anyway, so I went to try on the spirits like I told you in First John. So I started trying them. I started trying to get confirmation. I started trying to do all these things. There are good things and are necessary things when you're when you're looking at at um, a situation uh, involving a relationship like that. But anyways, this was 12 years ago, and I seen this girl at church, and the Lord just spoke to me, and He just said, "You're going to marry that woman." And I said, "Okay, uh, that's my confirmation, I guess." And I got it confirmed multiple times after that. And anyways, it didn't look like it was gonna. It just didn't look like it was God for for a little while. And I was just, just kept praying, are you sure this is you, God? Because this this ain't working too well. And um, I, don't, I think I missed God on this one. And yet the Lord just kept reminding me and kept reminding me what he spoke to me and, and the multiple uh, confirmations, if you will, that he gave to me. And I was questioning God a lot in this point, <laughs> a whole lot. And anyways, um, well, and I went on and went on and kept praying, and nothing ever happened, really. Um, this girl went on to be, uh, to do what she was going to do, college, all these kinds of things that she had planned for her life to do, and that God was probably even leading, leading her to do. But to make a long story short, that was 12 years ago, and now um, uh, I've, I've moved into a no, new season in my life. Most of you know that I, I got engaged a 
like 49 days ago or something like that. But um, <laughs> most of you know that. You've seen it on Facebook. Um, thank God for Facebook. I'm glad I don't have it, but I'm glad you do. And the girl that I, that the Lord spoke to me 12 years ago that I was to marry, I'm marrying her April the 6th. And that is something that I forgot, though. There was 12 years involved there that I, I forgot all about it for a little while. You know, I was I, I chose to forget about it a lot of times. I said, I'm just getting that out of my memory, and I ain't thinking about that no more, and that's that ship has sailed. Um, and anyways, all these things that have happened to me through life, through the 12 years, I had to remind myself again about four months ago whenever we started dating, and all this kind of thing was starting to happen, and I felt like God was leading me to, you know, to date her and to marry her and all these kinds of things. And I said, uh, Lord, we done tried this before. Uh, this didn't work out. This didn't end well for me. And, you know, uh, I know you're God and everything, but I'm down here and I've tried this stuff and it's not going to end well for Aaron. And <laughs> anyways, I went through the process that Simon went through. Jesus was leading me to do something that I had done before. I, I done tried that uh, I know what I'm doing down here. I'm a guy. I know how to talk to a girl, all that stuff. Not really that well, but I know how. And anyways, I finally stepped out and obeyed God. And man, it started working. I thought, uh-oh, it's working this time. <laughs> and I started getting scared. I started thinking, oh my God, I don't know what to do now. Um, I'm used to it not working. And so I went through the process. And of course, you know all the story now that we are getting married. But the point is, is I asked God. I checked with him again. And then I had to obey him. And then now I'm reaping the benefits of it. I'm going to be blessed. You know, I'm going to be blessed with a wife, with good family, all those kinds of things that come with it. And this is something that we have to, to remind ourselves of because it's important. You know, I could marry somebody else that I wasn't supposed to be with or, you know, that would be miserable. And the Bible says that it's better to live on the corner of a rooftop than with a quarrelsome woman. <laughs> we don't want to live on the corner of a rooftop or with a quarrelsome woman. So waiting on God for things like that is important. And doing what God has told you to do, it's important. You could wreck your life in a minute if you don't wait on God and don't do what he's told you to do and, and obey him when he's telling you to step out because you may miss an opportunity that he's leading you to do that may it may come back around, but it may not. We don't really know if things are going to come back around to us or things are really going to work later in our life. We just have to trust God in the middle. And that's where the faith is at whenever we hear God's voice and we're obeying him and not really seeing the results yet. And then we don't need any faith to be blessed. It don't take me any. If you want to hand me $1,000, I don't need any faith. I'll take it. The point is, is we, the faith is in the middle. And we have, to, we have to believe God that he said that to us. And we have to remind ourselves we have to stir ourselves up of things that he's spoken to us. If it was 12 years ago, if it was 20 years ago, whenever it was that he spoke something in particular to you, you need to stir yourself up and quit settling to the bottom, letting people influence you and settle you to the bottom and people telling you that you shouldn't be doing that or should be doing this. And, and all these voices that we have on a daily basis that are, that are speaking to us, and, and there are probably a lot of well-intending people like Job's friends that, that just was telling him things that they thought he should be doing. But I'm telling you, you're going to be way better off if you do what God tells you to do. No matter if it goes against what everybody else thinks. 
No matter if it goes against what everybody else believes or thinks you should do or shouldn't do, and I'm not saying we shouldn't receive counsel from people, but I'm just simply saying that that there's a time and a place that we got to act on these things. And But the first thing you got to do is stir yourself up and remind yourself. You're probably drawing a blank right now. One of the things that I recently stirred myself up with was that I uh, I used to be, when I'd be out working at work, I work on the road crew, and of course planes are flying over all the time. They're, you know, they're way up there or whatever. But uh, I would, a lot of times I'd be just looking down working, and then I would raise my head up right when a plane was going over. And it seemed like it worked that way every time. And I'd see this plane going over, over my head. And every time I've seen that airplane go over, I've been on mission trips and different things like that, in my life, and I enjoy those, and I, I believe I'm called to do some of that kind of work. And I would see that plane, I would think to God, you know, just put me on that airplane. I don't care where it's going. I don't care what they're doing. Just put me on it. I want to go. I want to go preach to people. I want to go do this and heal people and all the things that he's called me to do. And I forgot about that until just this week when I was praying about what to share and how to share it and all those kinds of things. As I just simply forgot and and it wasn't something because I was doing wrong things. I was going to church, studying the Word. You know, I was seeking God and all those kinds of things. We just tend to forget things. It just happens. It doesn't mean you're living in sin. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's just part of nature. We just forget things. And God will use things as small as an airplane. Or it looks small to me when I'm looking up there. It's about that big. But He'll use things like that in everyday life to remind you of your calling, to remind you of what He's placed on the inside of you that it's not to go dormant, that it's not to, to just settle to the bottom. And, you know, when I went through that little bit of a dark period in my life, after I quit that job and stuff, I couldn't even remember a lot of scriptures that I that I knew. And I couldn't remember any of them. And I, I, They just left me. It seemed, I thought I was never going to be able to remember, you know, things that I'd read in the Bible. And, and it was because I wasn't stirred up. I was stirred up in the wrong way, in a sense, and once I started seeking God and really putting my best foot forward and, and stirring myself up in a, in a positive way, those things came back to my remembrance. Like the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will, will bring these things back to your remembrance. And he'll bring things back to you that you have, again, you've forgotten about, that you've you just brushed under the rug because I can make more money over here or I can do this over here or I can go here and people like me better or whatever the case may be, the reasoning behind what the reason you're making these decisions in your life and I'm telling you, one of the hardest things for Christians to do, I think, including myself, is just to be open to God and tell God, you know, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever you're saying to me, I'll say it. I'll, I'll repeat it. Whatever you're asking me of me and requiring of my life, I'll do it. And for us to do that, that's one of the first steps that we're going to have to do is we're just going to have to open up our hearts to God and say, what do you have for me? Is this it? Is what I'm doing now what you have for me? That's fine if it is. But if there's something different, if there's something more, I want it. And I think that's what we have to do as Christians is, is open our hearts up to God again. I don't care if you're 8 or if you're 80. You can open your heart up to God and ask him what he wants you to do with your life and he, what, he, what, he's, what he's got call, call, the calling he has on you and the things that he desires for you because they haven't changed. God's not changing. Just like I said 12 years ago, I thought, well, that's over with. It never changed. God's word will not return void, I promise you. He's not changing. He's not a man that he should lie, and he's not a man that he should change. God's not that way. People might be. We might. I might be. I might lie to you every now and then. Uh, I don't mean to, but I might. And I might change my mind. I might do a lot of things that I shouldn't be doing, but God doesn't. 
And that's who we're to be seeking about direction in our life, things in our life that we're to be doing is God, not people. And not and again, there's there's a time for that. But I'm just simply saying that people tend to offer you information that's not beneficial for that time frame in your life. And we just got to keep stirring ourselves up so we don't so we don't fall to the bottom, so to speak. And this is not a a one-time act that we do in our lives. It's not a it's not something we just do this morning and we stir ourselves up. It's a daily thing that I have to keep keep at it. I have to keep stirring it up. And you know it said in 2 Timothy 1 7 that, that God hadn't given me a spirit of fear. And a, but he's given me a power a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Most of the time, the reason we won't stir ourselves up because we're afraid he's going to send us to Africa, eat tree bark, and live in a grass hut and take care of orphans. And people are called to do that, and you might be. I don't know. But it's fear is what I'm saying. is It's fear of what he's going to say, what he's going to tell us to do. It's just fear. And God has not given you that spirit of fear. That did not come from God. That did not come from, from the Holy Spirit. It didn't come from any of any of thing to do with God. That came from the world. That came from hurt. That came from disappointment. That came from lots of things. It, lots of things contributed to that fear that's in your life. And I think that's the number one probably reason that we won't open our hearts up to God and say, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? It's because we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid that he's going to tell us to push out on a boat and we're not going to catch any fish and we're going to look foolish. He's afraid that we're not going to, that we're, we're just afraid of what people would say. We're afraid of what might happen in my financial security, whatever the case may be that your fear is. God's not giving you that spirit. And he's not, he's not motivating you with fear to even do what he's called you to do. He's, he's motivated by love. If the worship team would, would, would please come back up. This is something that, that you're going to have to overcome. And this is part of the stirring up in our lives is to, to get rid of that spirit of fear. And it is a spirit. And, you know, church and Christianity isn't just about raising our hands and, and feeling good and, and going to church events. This is a spiritual thing going on here. There's spiritual things happening in our lives every day that we don't realize. And the Bible says that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against dark places. And there's really a fight against you to do what God's called you to do. There's really a fight. you got a fight on your hands. And, and you know, the devil isn't going to just sit back and, and just let you do it. He's going to put up a fight, too. He's going to put up a fight towards you. But you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of the devil. You can't be afraid of um, failure. You can't be afraid of all these things that you think might happen. I promise you, 100% guarantee that if you ask God if this is what you want me to do, then you obey Him and do it. The third thing will happen. You will be blessed. I promise you. I don't know the time frame for it. It may not happen tomorrow or next week. It might be 12 years from now. But I'm simply saying that, that God ain't forgot. And He's not going to forget your obedience that you've, that you've acted on years ago or minutes ago. He hadn't forgot about it. And I promise you, the blessing for walking in that obedience is coming. And it'll be here. And I'll give you a 100% guarantee because God said His Word again would not return void. It's going to happen. So let me pray for you today. And I just want to pray to break that spirit of fear off you today. Let me just pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness in our lives. We thank you for that spirit of fear leaving, that we would have the the want to, the desire to step out and do what you called us to do, no matter how scary it looks, no matter what people are saying, no matter what people think. We just pray that you give us the courage 
and the ability to step out, Father, and to do what you've told us to do and to, to have the courage and the, the want to again to stir, stir us up, Father. We just speak that over everybody here today, that they would be quickened in their hearts, that they would be stirred up in their hearts to, to, to hunger for you again. Maybe they lost their desire for you. I just pray that that would happen today in our lives, that you would, you would reignite that fire in our hearts and that desire in our lives today, Father. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen. And we'd like to invite the prayer team down here too. And if you need any prayer for anything, don't be afraid. Uh, come forward and get prayer. They're, these people um, know how to connect you with God and, and see things happen in your life. So hope you're blessed. Hope that it ministered to you. And if you need further prayer, please come forward. Have a good day.